0: Welcome to the Rumpus Room. Hey, everybody. How's it going out there? It's the boys from the Midwest back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room. And let's hit them with the takeaway Mister of the day.
1: We got our white shirts on today. Again, we're back. Uh, so I went to a wedding this weekend and I made the intention for kind of the entire weekend that I was going to have a good time and I was just going to be in a good mood and just not let anything pull me down and it rained the day of the wedding and we didn't let it. We just figured out how to enjoy the time together. And it was extremely, it's really nice. And I talked about this with my wife beforehand and we both kind of tried to make this commitment to, we're going to, we're going to have a good time and just enjoy ourselves. Cause this was the first time we were away from our little one. And so we wanted to, We wanted to enjoy that and just be together. And so that was, that was a good move. It it made the whole weekend just a little bit more enjoyable because it was like, you weren't kind of wondering if you were going to have a good time. It was just like, Hey, let's just show up and have a good time. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a good intention to set for the day.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, it's a, it's, it's similar how when a, uh, a, a drunk guy goes into a bar looking for a fight, they typically find one. Well, you can do the same thing and, you know, create that space for yourself to show up in the world. And, um, that's one of the reasons I like the journal exercise that you had brought up the other week about, um, the virtue I like to exhibit, or I, I would like to exhibit I find myself Mm. saying the same one all the time, which is like pretty obvious what I need to work on. But, um, I don't know if you have a variety of those things or if you are like me, sort of a broken record on some of the virtues.
1: I find it like the same three, you know, it's like, oh, for this day, I want it to be this one. I'm fine. I, I got a ton to do. So I got, you know, I want to make sure I'm grinding today. You know, there's just like a couple that I go back and forth to.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, it was a big week this week in the United States with the midterms. Um, The red wave is uh, being disputed. Any hot takes from the midterm elections?
1: I always like, so it's this big, huge lead up to the election and then it just always feels like it's just like slowly dissipates and it's just not nearly as exciting as it's supposed to be you know and then like nothing changes nothing you know changes. like in, nothing changes so we go through this whole thing you know you go and vote and you do all this stuff and then you are expecting oh my god the world is going to be so different now or that's kind of what you're you're expecting it's just something to change and it just is kind of like oh okay let's just uh keep doing what I was doing yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. And <laughs> just keep moving on. Yeah. So I just am getting kind of tired of this politics the the whole, just everything around politics for me is just kind of more of a waste of time right now.
0: Yeah. It's uh, there certainly was a, a somewhat of a letdown. Um And I mean, with no crescendo moment, like the presidency to like, shepherd in the seeming perception of a new era, despite the fact that nothing's going to change. I mean, unless, you know, monetary policy pumping billions, trillions of dollars into the economy, that's kind of a big difference. But uh, it's a huge deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. But on the day to day, it doesn't feel different. But I will say I've caught some YouTube videos as of recent, some Munger and some Buffett and. Uh, the rich dad, poor dad, dude Richard starts with a K. I can't remember his last name, but yeah, I yeah, and a couple other economists the, uh, and agent gentlemen. There, mm-hmm. there is a doom and gloom sentiment out there
1: from those guys.
0: Oh goodness, Whew. um, mm. big time. Uh, they are they are forecasting extended periods of if you want to call it a recession you could um because of like essentially they're like what we're going to have is is the 1970s era um stagflation our money's meaningless and um it's going to be a major major difficult time in the world Uh, a lot of cautionary wins from these gentlemen about um what's happening in the world financially today. So I haven't had a chance to react or to think about that. Sometimes I find that stuff to be noise. And so how much do you really get wrapped up in it? Or do you just like pay a really good financial planner like northwestern mutual (laughs) i mean
1: (laughs) you answer those phone calls to go for half price apps
0: yeah (laughs) or that guy who played junior gold hockey from your call from your in your high school and you know dropped out of college and um drinks more beers in a weekend than you know he he's he's reading pages in a book for sure uh is calling you up talking to you about your financial future. Um, (laughs) what to invest in. Yeah. Have you thought about your financial future? I mean, I have, um, and I, I do more than you, but yeah, (laughs) I I do my own (laughs) investing and, um, it's for some of my portfolio, not all of it, but, um, some of the, uh, this is not investing advice, obviously, but uh, when you look at organizations like Mears and Powers that have just been doing an outstanding job year over year at delivering above market returns, I'm, I'm kind of like, man, I should just take all that mental space, free it up in my mind and dump my money into a place where I know that's all they do instead of like me trying to game the system at, at the same time. So that's I was just going to ask you what you do, because I've been hearing from people that are actually
1: pretty smart and have a decent amount of money that are big on just buying a couple like index funds that are pretty well managed, similar to like a and Powers or something that is fairly, you know, just they do all of the management themselves because they said, you know, you can spend so much time trying to game the system. It's such a rabbit hole. You're probably like, you don't have the informational advantage no. at all. No. So there's, like, unless you are just, it, unless you are a really good investor or you feel like you've got a good pulse on some things, you know, it's like, you're going to feel like you're an awesome investor when the market is moving up fast and you're going to feel like a crappy investor when the market's going like now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really difficult to be. And I think that's what one of the, i said is you know if you let's just say you are really good at um building code you're an engineer well it's probably better if you do engineering and try to maybe create a couple other companies or you know pick up some side projects or do yeah, put your learn more stuff to try to get a promotion that probably will help your financial security more than like oh should i should I go with Apple or Google this weekend? And you're just like really trying to understand when to sell. And it's just, you know, and some people like doing that. So that's kind of their thing. But I think if you're really thinking about like, what is your, what is your advantage on the market? Like, is it like to, to do well, you have to have some type of advantage somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm struggling to find my advantage in a lot of these these trading areas
0: <clears throat> well and it's like then instead of watching these videos of these guys and making a decision there just like you're saying do i put that energy and attention into my own business and you know generating revenue things that i know how to do and so
1: like learning a different skill that will help you in your business or help you in life you know like there's just a lot of other things we can spend our time on you know like send another cold email to somebody right? another email you know like just what's something that would benefit you probably more in the future? It's like, other than, you know, and like, I, I think saving money and compound interest and all that stuff, it's really important thing on a, on your future. I just am not sold on like trading on Robin hood all day and taking options, you know, shorting stocks and doing all this stuff that you, it's just a lot of work. Um, yeah. For what return? You know, are you good? Like, okay. I made, I made two, 3% over market. It's like, well, okay, is that a lot? If you're dealing with a shitload of money, that's great, but not if it's just like, not not that much.
0: My finance professor said, buy stocks with good for goods and services that you use, and um, he used he always used the example Trader Joe's. He was like Trader Joe's is an independently owned organization. But the second they would go online on the public exchanges, I would buy them immediately. Everybody's always so happy when they're in there. And this was like, (laughs) this was like 10 years ago when Trader Joe's probably had one store in Minnesota. And, um, he was all about it. And he was like, everybody's smiling. They're wearing these goofy shirts. Like everybody's in a good mood and you're in a grocery store. And, uh, yeah, his other one was Chipotle. And like, you know, (laughs) He was like, everybody Damn. likes Chipotle. And, and, um, yeah. So I was listening to this video by Munger and Munger was like, yeah, you know, his, the point of the video was like, if you can pick four investments that perform well, that's great. Like you shouldn't be trying to account for like 30 different diversified investments that all succeed. Like nobody can yeah. do that, especially even the best in the world. It's more like, and he was like, uh, me, I've got four investments. We've got some apartments. We've got some resources. We've got some Costco. And he said one other thing. I can't remember what it was. And when he said Costco, I was just like, "Oh, interesting. Maybe I should just, dude. I've been hitting that one hard. Flex my portfolio towards Costco because I've become. I've been hitting that one hard because
1: <laughs> like it. It's gonna do well in this market downturn. You know, I, I don't know this, that it's, it's my personal opinion and it's definitely not financial advice, but it went up today. So. Hey, people, it's, I mean, most things did, but
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly say people are happy in Costco, but I would say they're, they're in a buying frenzy. It's like a buying euphoria. It's like a crazy thing when you go in there and people are like just whipping around with these gigantic carts. I mean, it's like, (laughs) carts are huge. It's
1: like, it's like four, it's like two side-by-side grocery store carts.
0: And if you're not aggressive, you'll be there for two hours you might get locked in there like you gotta it's all about timing you gotta get your it's elbows all about timing. you gotta get your elbows out if you're gonna get out
1: of there alive <laughs> well you gotta stick your nose in there too so like let's just say the chicken is coming out oh god you know everybody's gonna be going nuts for the chicken because you want the chicken that's super big <laughs> you know that's like you want the biggest one the one that basically looks like it doesn't the, the lid's not going to close because it's so big. You're, you're looking I had into a, a really hilarious discussion with this other dude, and he was like, that is a huge chicken. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> he was so pumped because I he was just super into, like, how big the chicken was. And we, like, had a little moment where we were both, like, I know, isn't that awesome?
0: (laughs) You like get twenty five cents more. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, like you want a high five on this one, man. Like, oh, it was
0: hilarious, Uh, man. You got the but uh, I
1: found a little joy in that
0: one. You got the Andre, the giant of the chicken. You got the bodybuilder chicken that you're bringing home, as opposed to like the average, your average man or or this the undersized, you know, whatever other undersized people there are in the world that tend to be smaller than other people (laughs) yeah yeah but uh Uh, the costco thing is crazy uh the the chicken line is is a pretty hilarious thing i can't really bring myself to slow down enough to try any of the samples it just for me so they're in the way it just is dead it's it just it's it's out of the it's it's not on the optimal line. I don't need to go down that hallway. You're you're sitting there. I probably don't want what you got. So the for for me the the samples just don't do it.
1: Well, yeah, we're that we are cut from the same cloth. It's just wasting time. Yeah, you know, like it's the least efficient route. The only sample we'll get, and this is if I have my little one with me, is the chicken nuggets because they got gluten free chicken nuggets, and that boy he will eat like six of those things as we're rolling around and he'll be pointing at to go back it's really funny but that's the only one we'll stop for otherwise we just keep powering through
0: will he sit in the car
1: in the seat with he's been doing pretty well with that yeah you know we got to distract him and so sometimes we'll bring a little toy but he'll just chill and he likes to point at people. Lately, though, he has been trying to get out. The, the, the so he loves those chickens. That's like his thing. Mm-hmm. So we have to actually hide putting it in the cart. Otherwise, he just wants to turn around and eat it. It's so <laughs> hilarious. He's like, "I'll oh, give me that thing."
0: Uh, yeah, that's uh, my son's the same way. Um, I heard that because, like, I used to. Um, I eat Caesar set. I eat, I eat the same thing. I'm actually becoming so boring in my cuisine choice that I'm almost eating the same meals for lunch and dinner. Now I've, Ooh. I've, uh, been consistently eating a can of sardines and a Caesar salad for the last two years. I think <laughs> really maybe more. Yes. Um, does that include weekends too? um, no it doesn't include weekends maybe one of the days in the weekends not okay. usually um because yep. usually on the weekends i have breakfast because i don't ever have mm. or like yep. i'll have an egg or like we'll have a lox bagel or something like something that's more of a, yeah. a luxury Sleepy or something yeah and um Maybe I'll have a salad in the afternoon um, or if I work out or something, then I'll just go back to the regular grind of, but I don't know, after fasting for the morning, I'm like ravenous for that every day without fail. Oh yeah. And that, like it's rough. Yeah. And the,
1: the the ravenous when you, when you hit, and I've been doing this thing where I've gone to play basketball around noon. So I'm get there at home at one thirty or one and I am like, breaking the cupboards i'm so hungry
0: mm-hmm. well, and so i used to buy um the grilled chicken which was like i don't know eight dollars or something and those other chickens are just such they're so cheap they're loss leaders for the um so it's mm-hmm. like more economical to buy those and then we make bone broth out of it too so that's always a nice But Costco is just such a crazy thing. I might rebalance my portfolio to vote with my feet. And then I'll know that I'm paying myself. So, you know. Not the worst thing in the world. The worst thing in the world. Go ahead and take another .000000001% off that purchase. Right? And then all (laughs) of a sudden your chicken just got that much bigger. (laughs) It's a big chicken now. You you keep keep pumping that chicken up with uh, shares.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna buy as many chickens as I want. I know it's going right back in my pocket, baby. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's an interesting little thing. Um, my wife had a a a bad experience with our son there. Um, and he's at that age where he can walk around, so he want he doesn't want to be in the cart. And apparently, it was like a terrible experience because he would just thrash when he was in the seat and then you would take him out and put him on the ground and then he just bolts and then it's uh you're chasing a little banshee so um yeah you got a car we've got to you. basically like get um we have to rebuild the Costco relationship because she's uh she's thinking that it's not mm-hmm. uh not something she's willing to go back and brave the uh slings and arrows of other um Suburban moms in their shopping lists. Speaking of wives, um, uh, I had a conversation with my wife uh, last night, and um, now that we have a little one, we just talk so much less than we ever did. Um, hmm. I've we've noticed it a couple different times, like. When he was just born, we drove up to a cabin in northern Wisconsin, and it was a two-hour drive, and he slept for the whole time, and we just talked, and it was probably, I don't know, three or four months in, and at the end of the ride, we were like, oh my God, I haven't talked to you, you know, since before I can remember, this. our son was born like that. And we had kind of one of those moments last night where it was like an extended conversation it was just really refreshing to be like oh my gosh yes we have restored some of our connection because when raising a kid it's just so easy to get into these like sort of autopilot modes of like task accomplishment child's you know child management work life management and so um it was an interesting discussion and a good reminder of the importance of just having that uh having that space every once in a while. Yeah, I mean we have this we had this
1: similar conversation this week too. We you know, when you put the little one down, so for us it's like around seven thirty, and you kind of just have this like big wave of like Oh, I'm tired. And then you're like, All right, should I go back and work some more? I got to clean the house a little bit and then you both are kind of like just exhausted when you get into bed. Cause it's like, are you, you know, sometimes we have to finish some things up and it, when you're used to, you know, in a relationship talking, I don't know, a couple hours a day down to like not very much, it definitely challenges you cause you feel like uh, you're just kind of disconnected on a lot of things. And then you miscommunicate more cause you're just you're more tired you wake up you know not when you want to wake up and so it's just like this kind of discombobulating thing which is good because it's you know you just have to be more efficient with how you communicate and you have to get back into a cadence and kind of relearn how to do that without all this time and so I think we've been we've been trying to connect as well I mean it's just hard to hard to recycle because that relationship is important and it's just, you gotta, you gotta focus on it. And that's what we've come to the same kind of conclusion is how do we refocus ourselves on, on each other. And
0: when you don't have much time, it's tough. It is. Um, and I often find that my pushing for efficient communication rather than like, um, intelligently thought out communication is actually more inefficient because it usually leads to a misunderstanding. And then there's like the whole reconciliation period, which is like (laughs) a lot more time than if I would have just been like, actually slow down and don't cut to the chase. Like just let it happen. Mm -hmm. Be um, a bit more, um, I guess, less direct more understanding i don't know whatever but um yeah that communication has been um something on on the obviously on the top of our or you know that that we've we've recently rekindled uh one of the one of the proposed solutions is usually like go on dates right And, um, Mm. something about that, I always like, I think it's a good habit to do. Um, it's certainly something that's really fun when you get the opportunity to, it's just not normalized for us quite yet. Um, I don't, I don't know if it is for you. It still feels like really kind of awkward and, um, not like end
1: up talking about the, you know, Oh, what's he doing at home? How's he doing? And you just get like, right it back into it. Yeah, it's it's hard to get back to like the relationship thing that does take some. That's what we've we've struggled with that, too.
0: I actually got a text from a cousin last night. Um, She was down the road. Um, They live in Richfield, so you'll know who I'm talking about. But uh, Mm -hmm. they were at a restaurant not far from our home and got a text message at like nine thirty and elisa and i had just watched the last episode of andor so that's the new star wars thing and she was like hey i know your new parents and you probably won't be able to but would you want to come out and meet us for a drink and i was just like that sounds really fun. And you have a, I don't know, an eight year old and an 11 year old or something like that. And there's obviously some semblance of freedom. And I was like, there's just no way I could even imagine that. Like the child is sleeping yeah. and you know, <laughs> well, um, you could
1: go or she could go or, you know, just
0: yeah. Spontaneity is not something that works real well with a, with a dependent. That's. 100 percent dependent as opposed to you know a degree of less dependent and um but i appreciated the offer and in other news um that new star wars series series Andor on disney plus have you seen it no it's outstanding actually um i mean the mandalorian is so soft everything that's come out of disney for the last you know, however long you can think back until solo, I've seen everything and it's all so soft, but this was really entertaining. I highly recommend it.
1: Hmm. That's good to see They're They're hopefully they're finding their way back to normal.
0: Yeah. There's been a
1: lot of bad in the last, I don't know, five to 10 years, five years, maybe it's been, everything's been pretty soft.
0: Yeah. What I heard was, uh, they got a bunch of people who I think like one of the guys who did born the born series directed it. So, um, there was a lot of heavy breathing basically is what you I'm Got some teeth into it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Jason but, Bourne is that's how
1: can you fail when you bring somebody from that gold standard of a movie show series?
0: I don't know. It's, it's incredible jesus christ it's jason Bourne. um <laughs> a, a lot of <laughs> i send that as a meme every once in
1: a while to... <laughs> my wife I, was like why do you think that's so funny i'm like i have no idea i just do it's
0: <laughs> i was at the gym and uh there's this somewhat uh there's this green space where it's artificial turf and a lot of people do like you know your stretching or your your lunges or whatever like your more free weight stuff where you just need space to do them and uh there was an old man once that was doing karate and he was (laughs) and he was he was not a black belt let's just say (laughs) it it was pretty lackluster you know it kind of looked like if uh just having a good time I don't know what it was. It was, he had a mask on. It was still like COVID times. I wasn't sure if he was like legit getting ready for the end of it. And, you know, he's in lifetime, like throwing a couple punches and kicks that barely go above his knee. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And I had such a difficult time. I was like, I want to send this, I want to videotape this guy and send it to my friends with the Jesus Christ is Jason Bourne meme so badly. Oh, man. But oh. I also don't want to be that guy filming another person at the gym who's getting there weird on like that yeah I like go for it, you know the last thing I need hey. to do is rain on your parade, go ahead I mean it was it was so awesome it was like
1: it's entertaining that's that's awesome,
0: yeah you know i it, I wish I was there because
1: seeing that stuff just makes your day too, and I I was, I was just
0: that chuckling i was just chuckling i was like laughing to myself because <laughs> i i watched i watched we watched a lot of kung fu growing up and um we never had any formal training and so <laughs> we spent hours fighting imaginary things in the woods with with i i personally was a staff expert everybody knows that i was uh you know i really That's had that And so it was basically like if we had that same level of carefree, um, you know, kind of like, I don't give a shit about what you think about me. I'm going to go into the middle of this green space and do like the worst karate you've ever seen in your life.
1: (laughs) But... (laughs) Oh, there's just something so freeing about that. And in a world that like cares way too much now about what other people think, that is just so refreshing to see that type of person doing that. It's awesome.
0: It was pretty funny. I haven't seen him in a while. So I don't know if, like... Fighting crime, maybe was... <laughs> Yeah, he's out, <laughs> he's out on the streets putting it to use. <laughs> That's why there's a lot there's
1: been... of shit going down in the Twin Cities, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, crime's been on the decrease because this guy got his ass out on onto... the... He got out of Lifetime and into the streets. Now he's making criminals pay. <laughs> he's he's kicking M- shins like you wouldn't Minneapolis believe.
1: Minneapolis Police Department is low <laughs> on their um, officers. Who cares? <laughs>
0: yeah he He got new
1: vigilantes running around fighting crime for him all day
0: if you want a new balance right to the shin you better watch out (laughs) he was wearing a headband a
1: a high kick at waist level watch out
0: (laughs) exactly uh i mean he was how many
1: years did we go as ninjas for halloween was it I mean, were we five for five from the ages of five to 10? I mean, it was like we were ninjas about every year.
0: Well, (laughs) well, think about think about a better thing to be in the world. I can't I can't think about a better thing to be like it's Halloween. You can be whatever you want. Well, then I'm going to be a ninja. I mean, like, what do you (laughs) mean? What else (laughs) are we going to be? Yeah, I'm going to be a ninja. If I get like, my
1: choice, then I'm going to be a ninja. That's what every little boy dreams of. It's a like, ninja warrior.
0: Uh throwing stars? Yeah, I'm gonna be a ninja. I get a sword. Uh, I'm gonna take
1: two sticks, put a rope in between them and be able to whip them around my body as fast as I can. I'm gonna do that.
0: Oh, it's just it's just a no it's a no brainer right there. That's He's playing that's with one of fire. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna be a ninja yeah. this year. Oh, you're a ninja last year. I know. Because
1: <laughs> it's my one day of the year. I could be a ninja.
0: Adam, you're 35. You can't be a ninja anymore. <laughs> I
1: was a ninja like five years ago at a Halloween party and I had so much fun.
0: I went in my karate gi, I was a ninja in in college. That was uh, that was a great that was a great costume as well. I mean,
1: I think that's like the all-time best little boy costume as the ninja i don't know if you can
0: top it oh i would really challenge somebody to try and top the ninja um i mean we did the
1: teenage mutant ninja turtles a lot that was another one but that's like the same thing
0: child that's just the child version of a ninja and then you grow up and then you actually play mortal Kombat. you're like oh this is the best halloween costume of all time
1: wow yep there's a whole other level that I wasn't even aware of. Who thinks turtles can fight when you can be superheroes?
0: When you can be oh. Scorpion or Freeze, Mr. Freeze or Freeze, the Freeze. I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, so Sub Zero. One of, the, uh, one of
1: the, the best wedding dances I pulled out that got the most fanfare was the basically like the charging up with the ball and then blasting it at somebody. So I blasted oh, the, at one of my buddies who I don't know what the move is called.
0: The Dragon You're Ball Z.
1: Yeah, kind of like the Dragon Ball Z,
0: which maybe a little Mortal Kombat might be a reach, but that's always no, a good one to pull out. It 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 is a Mortal Kombat. It's also a uh I mean, pick your Aggressive fighting game, you know, Nintendo fighting game, and I'm sure they have a character that has some degree of the conjuring of a energy ball, and you know, the Mega yep. Man type. Um, yeah, so what happened for a little bit? So you charge this ball up, and then what? And then you fire
1: it at your buddy who perceives to fall over or die or do something, gets impacted by this type of energy, and that's always a fun one to just gank out when you're in your mid 30s at a. T- at a wedding
0: it works every time that's a great one R- rate the soundtrack uh for the wedding dance uh two it was horrible
1: really oh. oh, it was so frustrating uh it was well there were so there was some moments so I say I'll I'll take that back it wasn't a two at the beginning it was it was not very conducive and this is something you and I have talked about you got to hit them hard and this is with earth wind and fire or September you get people moving and grooving and that's not how it started and I think eventually they got there and there was a good group of guys that were really holding it down but I know I'm pretty picky so I it's hard to me work to judge for it. it yeah you had to work a little bit for it. and there are some really good songs there's some it was like a fun, it was a really fun, Dance, and I think that's because the guys were a ton of fun, and I was nice. crazy sweaty again. I was as sweaty as I can get. About, um, and I forgot the second shirt this time. I had brought one, and I forgot at the hotel.
0: So, so the other wedding move that uh, you and your friends started uh, is the is the light move. Did you have any lights? There were no lights, which was a little oh, frustrating because that's I, tough. I well, think I mean, you had to improvise. That, so naturally, yeah, I think I, that was I, my a progression there.
1: <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta be smart. There were a couple plants, which I went over to grab and my, my wife put the kibosh on a couple of those moves. <laughs> mm. It wasn't that type of, there wasn't that many people that were that interested, but we did, we did get a couple comments on like, yeah, you, we, we know who you guys are. <clears throat> you guys are those type of, those type of wedding goers. So
0: it was well, so the light move is that if you have any sort of uh battery powered ground or it's like, whatever called
1: uplighting or something it's basically uplighting. like it's mm-hmm. like something that sits on the ground that lights like a like a big huge drape or something like that
0: you, well, then, all of a sudden, you found yourself a gigantic flashlight, a lightsaber, <laughs> a uh, stun gun, a um, any 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 number of uh, accessories, really. So you can, if you if your friend has one, you can have yourself a, a laser fight. You can have a light. I mean, there's just a lot of well, we there's a lot the of direction to fight
1: go with, and they're usually pretty big, you know. So it's not like oh, it's a little light. This is like two handed light fest Mm -hmm. and i was informed when i had the light in my hand how much they cost so i shouldn't drop them but we didn't so that's a that's what that was one of my favorite moves
0: classic wedding effort there uh let's jump into clickbait of the week um i can kick this one off with a andrew huberman clip and uh Andrew Huberman is a neuroscientist who has recently discovered how to market his intellect and he's really good at it. (laughs) I mean, he hasn't recently discovered it, but he's one of those people who like really understands distribution and, um, he's got great things to say. And so he's all about dopamine. And, um, one of the recent videos I watched is, uh, him talking about, how to endure pain. And he's like, you're on the treadmill and you're supposed to run five miles and you run five miles. And as you're running those five miles, you're like, oh man, I can't wait to finish this five miles so that I can stop and have a slice of pizza. He's like, those are extrinsic rewards. What you should be doing is you should be tricking yourself into thinking that the pain of running is your reward. And so I've been trying to put that in practice a bit this week of like when I'm doing that weight lift or that run or whatever, and it's really starting to get hard. I oftentimes think like, oh, only this many left, only this many left, only this many left. And I've been trying to be in this space of like, this pain is my reward for doing this. I I want to have more of this pain. Like that's, the effort is my reward. The effort mm. that I'm deploying to do this thing is the reward I'm seeking. It's not the cessation of this pain, of this effort. It's actually... The thing I'm striving for. So I thought that was really really like you're not striving to complete the set
1: or whatever, like complete this alternative. It's yeah, I really like that. And I think I've seen that same video and I'm glad you reminded me of it, because it is a good way to think of hard work, you know, because I think what I've heard is culturally, I feel this sometimes. We like people better if it feels like they don't put in much effort you know like we like the natural athlete and we like you know people that are just oh they're so brilliant but i don't actually think that is a healthy thing to believe so i'm, I'm i think that's an awesome point mhm and uh for those of you out there you can get an Andrew Huberman binge and not stop that guy just kicks out hits all day every day
0: yeah i would recommend
1: is. it if you Cause I feel like I haven't done any of the research into his research, but I feel like it's pretty scientific science-based.
0: Yeah. He's not a fraud in any way. He knows yeah. what he's talking about.
1: Yeah. He's like the cool guy. If you go to a party, he's like the coolest person at the party. He's just like a guy's guy too. Um, so my quick bait of the week is now that Elon has taken over Twitter it sounds like the world is falling down for a lot of people. They're just completely it's kind of back to to the whole Trump thing but one one thing that I saw was it was interesting was they listed all of the people that have gotten banned from Twitter. They just like had a list and I looked at the list and I'm like like how what's going on every single one of them was a republican there was just it was just that's all it was it was like what this is crazy that i don't know i just have never heard that before and i was like this is like the whole list and this is in like the new york times or something so it was like hey this is kind of who who's gonna come back on the platform and you know the whole clickbait thing is i think people are figuring out how how to use things like this twitter takeover to show that the world is still falling down and things are still really bad. And it's just funny how people like really hate Elon Musk. Some people really hate him. And so it's just really, I know I kind of, I've, I've gotten sucked into some of it just cause it's really interesting to see what he does.
0: But, yeah. Uh, I think it's fascinating as well. Um, and uh, I don't understand why I don't understand what is, what the hoopla is about personally. (laughs) I don't get it. Like, Oh, who cares? Um, it's not going to affect your life. I can guarantee you that, you know, whoever is complaining about this takeover is like, it won't, it won't change your life. What is the big deal? Anyway, we're really good at complaining though, about things that we have no influence over and, um, won't impact us uh that's that is the that is the name of the game but gen z all of a sudden has entered the chat with the midterm elections so now we're going to see a new pandering phase uh it'll be interesting to see what the pubs uh put out to try and get gen z to vote for them next um because obviously the dems figured out that one first so interesting um how about lightning strikes
1: so We have been talking about growth at our company and how do we continually find ways to grow revenue, but also grow users, all these things. And I got to speak with somebody who started a couple companies and they're pretty talented and they've done this and they're very successful. And I was like, you know, how do you think about growth? And he's like, Sam, I'm just going to simplify it very 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 try to make it as simple as possible for you it's the number of phone calls or emails you make or send that is going to drive your revenue you know if you've got a product that's got some traction and he's like it's around two percent and you just have to make that many calls and so it's just a function of how much activity you actually do which is a little bit refreshing because it's like oh that's just how you you know instead of it like oh you got to make this perfect message you got to do this it's like no it's just just hard work and just a lot of activity so that Mm -hmm. was for me a good message to hear a little empowering also a little you know you're looking at it like oh I gotta I gotta do this in a little different way than I've been trying so it was just good to hear um, and that was a big lightning strike for me because it was just kind of get you refocused on what you have to do.
0: That's great. Uh, for me, this week, um, I am a employee for a full time job, and I also run you know various different side projects and um, other entrepreneurial endeavors and. I've been living in a extremely frenetic state because of the high degree of urgency and um, importance that is being put on my employment work. And so that translates to like working all the time. And um, it becomes, it's very difficult to work on these other projects when all of my time is consumed by this this job and um i've been i've never been one of those people who like five o'clock comes around and i just shut the laptop i've always been like okay i'll work and then we'll eat and then i'll go back to work and then like um you know i shut things down much later and i've been trying to set more boundaries with my employment such that i can spend my time and energy elsewhere running these other endeavors because they're demanding more of my energy and attention and they're not getting it when i'm pouring it all into my employment because so i was just like that i I had two days this week five o'clock came around and i was like you know what and the other thing is i'm on a different coast so i typically have meetings until you know six seven sometimes Mm. nine ten o'clock at night but this week i fortunately didn't and there were two days this week where five o'clock came and I was like, actually all of this shit can wait. And that never happens. (laughs) I've never done that. Um, uh, so I was like enjoying and appreciating setting new boundaries with, um, my employment gigs. And that's been a healthy step. I think, um, uh, I don't think my performance is necessarily going to be inhibited as well because um, I'm focusing more on optimizing my time while plugged in. And so, um, you know, sometimes giving yourself less of a window to do things makes you more productive during that window as opposed to like a never ending cycle of like, well, all of my day is available work day which has historically been my approach. And um, yeah. I think it's time to change that a bit. So that was a lightning strike for me. Um, how about chicken soup? Uh,
1: so there's a certain time in the night and I think we've talked about this, but um, my little one, he has now started getting into like the chase game where he wants to get chased or chase you. And the joy that that gives him is just, it's just infectious. Oh, he just, the anticipation of somebody tickling you or getting you, he just is, he can't contain his excitement. And it just like the, the noises he makes are so fun to listen to. And then he, then he like, you know, then you kind of get him and tickle him, And then he just immediately wants more of it. So then he, you know, runs away and, then looks back and is like, hey, let's do it again. And it's just, I could do it for hours, honestly. It is so much fun. Just the noises he makes and the pure joy he's having. So our family has been having, everybody's participated. The dog, my wife, it's just really fun. So that's I mean, been a really is he,
0: good Is he walking?
1: No, um, but he he pushes these the stuff around, that like the, sure, the, the sure, sure. box and these walkers. Yep. And he is super fast now, like he runs and he's like running and he can turn them really fast. So he's becoming like a little race car driver. <laughs> and then when he gets really excited, then he drops down and he crawls, crawls. but he puts his head down when he crawls. So he crawls like... You know, when you swim and you don't come up for breath, the breath of air, he does. That. So uh, he like gets into overdrive and he starts to snort when he gets really going. It's so awesome. It is so awesome. He's just like this uh, ball of energy and he's man, he's having fun.
0: <clears throat> that's great. Uh, this, this one happened for me last night or this earlier this evening. Um, my son is just starting to have more mastery over language and so um you know like he's he's really got the buy down he typically does it like after the door closes so like you know he's either way too early or way too late with the buy. but um he hates getting his hands wa- hands and face washed after a meal i don't know mm. if your son protests does he yeah. He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, every single time it's like, yo dude, we do this after every meal and it's still just like a terrible fight. And so um I was my wife was chasing him and like wiped down one of his hands and then wiped down the other and he's screaming and then he, she starts wiping his face and he throws his head back and he goes, "Why?" <laughs> 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 and we both were uh, caught off guard and we're like did he just say why
1: <laughs> oh. oh my gosh
0: uh, it was just, we were both chuckling it was, it was sort of like because when he starts throwing out contextual words you're always kind of like trying to understand if it really was or if it was just luck you know And so yeah that was, was
1: that, that was really did he really did he really pull that one out of there Oh, that's fun.
0: So that's all we got for you today, folks. Tune in next week when we'll be back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room.